got bigger. What's up, everyone? It's Charles Velasco, uh, owner of Life in Sacramento. I'm here today with Kerry Cobb, founder of 15 Utah. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, Charles. How are you doing, man? I'm good, dude. So what's up? What's up with the background? <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's my it's this beautiful yard that you sold me. Um, I got a lot of shit going on right now. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, dude, do whatever the fuck you want because I'm gonna do whatever okay. the fuck I want. This okay. is gonna, this, this this stuff is like, dude, I really don't give a shit, and I feel okay. like, yeah, you could cut her, you could say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I'm just hanging out in my yard because I have contractors in my house redoing or uh, uh, rewiring the entire house. Yeah, um, because. There was way more knob and tube in there than maybe previously known. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Pretty... what's nice about your house, dude, is I could I think it, it's probably a million right now with the I, vibe, man. I hope so, man. I hope yeah. so. With the but, rewire and a new roof, we'll get there. Yeah. No, dude, and no one's selling, so, I mean, you have a great spot. So, uh, aside, aside from the real estate, let's start yeah. with, like, so the Life in Sacramento podcast we bring on i i want to bring on people that i feel like is making that is actually making sacramento a better place so what's your story like uh kind of like what do you do what's your company about stuff like that yeah so i run a um events and uh marketing company called 15 utah um we started in san francisco um we throw pretty large scale parties uh, daytime parties and a lot of nightclub parties uh, that are usually pretty DJ centric. Sometimes yeah. we do live bands, but mostly it's the, the big name DJs that, that we fly in and produce events for. So um, I've been doing that for six years. Prior to that, I was working in nightclubs my entire life. So um, I've always kind of been uh, an events, nightlife, party guy. Um, nice. And what are some of the DJs that like are big names that you've worked with your company? Yeah, um, I worked with A Track, Jazzy Jeff, uh, Noodles, who is Kalani's DJ, um, So Super Sam, Snake Hips. Oh, you work with Snake Hips? I did a party with Snake Hips. Wow. Um, I even did a party with Boy George one time, randomly enough. <laughs> um so you know all all sorts of i I mean pretty much pretty much any major dj outside of like i i don't even know i've I've worked with so many damn people flosterdamas you know all all sorts of people yeah yeah and i I mean i used to go to your events uh back in the day you did this girl i used to do like yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you saw the picture uh, of me at one of your events. <laughs> so, <laughs> young Charles, I, young I, Charles, I, hella faded with Sam. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I used to go to your events all the time, man. Probably some of the best day parties I've ever been to. So, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah we got to bring that out here to Sacramento. So, when like, so how has it been trying to coordinate like events during like what's going on right now? I know like everyone's getting vaccinated, things are opening up less people are carrying so like what are you like what is like your next event or how's it been uh so my next event is actually this sunday in san francisco and it's a um it's a brunch 
a seated brunch DJ event with my buddy Miguel. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard because my company's pretty much been based in San Francisco. I mean, we tour around. We've done, we do Oakland a lot. We've done Seattle. We do Dallas, Austin, L.A., New York. But for the most part, we're in San Francisco. And San Francisco yeah. having pretty much the tightest restrictions, I think, that I've seen in the United States I think maybe we were the first to shut down and then we're probably going to be the last to open. So it's, it's, it's been hard to navigate it. Uh, it does feel like it's coming back a little bit now. Um, but as of right now, it's just been seated brunch events. You know, there's, it's just like, there's just like ridiculous rules that you have to follow, but we have to follow it because we are still in a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like down the line though, What's going to be nice is that people are losing their shit right now, sitting at home and like not being able to do anything. Like from what I've seen, the little bit of like people getting a little bit of freedom, they're all, they're all spending a lot of money. So I feel like your company, especially like when San Francisco opens up, everyone's going to want to be out. Yeah. Yeah. It feels that way too. Even out here, it feels that way. It's like, as soon as bars opened, it was a madhouse at them. (laughs) Um, so people are definitely ready you know there's a couple of people that are like no we're still going to be cautious but i think as soon as the clubs open the clubs are going to be fucking packed oh yeah uh, definitely like you have to get ball service if you want to go out to the club like yeah yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds i know governor newsom's talking about june 15th for the entire state to reopen but San Francisco has kind of always been its own thing throughout this period, so I'm not sure how that's going to translate. Yeah. Well, Well, I mean, just knowing that there's a finish line and knowing that things are going to open up is encouraging. And on top of that, man, like, what's nice is that you're going to have Sacramento and the Bay Area. And, like, that's why I wanted to throw you on here because I was like, dude, the first moment you throw an event here, I'm packing that shit up. I'm inviting everyone I know. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we're we're working towards it, man. I, I had that uh, meeting at. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's the name of it? Come on, Charles. What's the name of the damn? Hey, there's so many spots in. Uh, no, nah, dude, the one that Kiet hooked up. Oh, Cornerstone. Cornerstone. Oh yeah, but you're still. They're still working it out, huh? Cornerstone's not ready, dude. They're not ready to play ball. But I have a meeting with the uh, um, Hoff guys at Tiger next week. Oh so, really? Oh, yeah. they, they throw lit events. Like I yeah, they're ready. They I seem like they're. House. I don't leave my house unless it's worth it. But their events are lit. So if you get a partnership up with them, you throw in like your brand, their brand. Oh, it's about to be nice. Yeah, working towards that. Um, yeah, it looks like they're building some sort of amazing little outside bar area that they shut down and are like building tables at i don't know i'll send you the i saw it on instagram i'll send it to you it looks cool man yeah well it's it's nice that things are opening up man and it's about to be nuts like these next few months we're probably gonna look back at this and be like holy shit like now everyone's losing their mind a little too much (laughs) well it's like you know when the people keep telling me like yeah dude when when business comes back it's just gonna be fucking booming because like you know after the spanish flu in 19 20 or whatever 1915 
it was the roaring 20s in New York, and it was just fucking insanity. It was like people, oh, people nonstop partying. Mine. Like, dude, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure you see it. Like, you see some solid relationships, and people just, like, switch up after the shit opens up. <laughs> like, totally. happened. But, all right, we went on. Summer, our- summer is not the time, dude. Be free, everybody. Be free. <laughs> uh, Charles. Sure. No, just. Nah, I'm good. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm wiped up. Bro. I'm loving I'm my just girl. Joking, bro. I know you are, bro. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm off the streets. I'm good. <laughs> he hits for the streets, and he told me to tell you that. <laughs> All right, for sure. But so, uh, let, let's talk about like how did you get to where you are? Where it's like, because planning like parties is a lot of work and like a lot of logistics, like the venue security the djs the alcohol yeah, yeah. The tickets like yeah. marketing. like how do you do that like i don't get it uh so i mean i just started at a really young age you know i went i went to college at michigan state university and i lived in this house that had this massive basement and um we just started throwing house parties we would like book rappers and djs from detroit and they would come to lansing michigan and and we would throw parties in the basement and it would be like a free thing because you technically couldn't charge but we would charge for like a cup so you could fill it with beer you know what i'm saying like it it would be like some sort of finesse to try to make some money. And it's funny. I remember like after one of these parties, I just saw the picture recently. I think I like posted it to Facebook at the time, but it was like a stack of like, it might've been like 700 bucks or something like that. That's a lot of money. Dude, when you're 19, 700 bucks is a lot of money. And I took a picture of it. I'm like, I've made it dude. You know, like, (laughs) This is I'm making money college. throwing parties. I made 700 bucks tonight, you know? So it started yeah. doing that. And um, when I was 20, when I was 20, I moved to San Francisco and I took a, a super random internship at a nightclub called Mighty. And um, is Mighty still open? I don't know if I've ever been. Mighty there. is now called the Great Northern. Oh, and I know about Great Northern, yeah yeah same space and it is it it survived the pandemic so we'll i'm looking forward to to seeing that reopen um so i just you know i i basically at the age of 20 i started working at this nightclub and i did everything i i would work security i would work coat check i would go with a backpack full of posters and flyer san francisco oakland and berkeley i'd be hopping the bart back and forth i'd i would do anything i'd fix toilets you know clean toilets fucking do anything and it eventually got to a point where i became the floor manager for the place because i had worked every you know i would bar back i would do whatever so i became the floor manager after that i started booking more shows with the help of the then booker at the club his name's Derek Henna um and then I started GMing the place and then we sold it and when we when we sold it um it just kind of like put me in this weird position where it was like all right I don't know like am I gonna try to get another job at another club or 
am I going to like, where do I go from here? Right. Because you know, it's, it's, it's hard to pivot from once you've been like, I'm sure, you know, too, once you've been kind of like working a not like standard nine to five situation and you just feel like you're constantly hustling and you're, you need to pivot. It's hard to know where to pivot to. So I just started throwing instead of throwing parties for like booking parties for a venue I just started booking my own parties and then renting venues. Um, I made a pretty key relationship with my buddy Noah Cunningham, who is the talent buyer for 1015 Folsom in San Francisco. And we've just been, yeah. And we, um, you know, it's, you just, you just kind of got to do it. And we were fortunate enough to get some pretty good headliners at the start and we just kept it rolling up until the pandemic that is. But, um, you just, you just kind of got to have like all your money in and, and, and not be scared and it'll, you know, it worked out. Yeah. And for you, it's like, dude, you know, people want to do this type of stuff. So it's not really like a gamble because you know, for a fact, you'll sell out a certain amount of tickets you have. I mean, you already have like a huge email list from what you told me, like, yeah marketing is like good too so it's like everyone's gonna want to come out yeah yeah it's it's a lot of branding my social media could be better maybe you could help me with that because you're killing the social media my social media is kind of whack but bro if you you threw like hella clips at your parties dude oh my fucking god i'm just not good at like young charles on there (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe i you, you i need to find that picture dude yeah but uh, for sure. And then, uh, so what brought you here to Sacramento? Because I know you just moved here to Sacramento. So, like, what brought you here in general? Like, like you so, know what yes. Well, I was, I was, you know, over over the pandemic, I'm sitting in my fairly nice apartment in San Francisco, kind of wishing that I had more space. So, um, I gathered up some money and I started looking for a house in the Bay area. And I definitely looked at a good 10 places and toured quite a bit. And, you know, it's to get a house. And first of all, there's no way I was getting a house in San Francisco, just not even a starter. Um, so I started looking in Oakland and to get a house in Oakland is pretty difficult, you know, it's, it's like the list price isn't really what they're going to accept. The list price is, you know, 20% lower than what they're actually expecting. So to try to get a house in the Bay Area to compete with fucking 7,000 offers and... and yeah, sometimes it's like 400,000 over list price. Like, they don't give a fuck. Like, did they, you see that post from Jung Hee, dude, that was like a 40% over with a cash offer and they didn't even counter? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> dude... Want to hear something? Really, what, bro? Want something really fucked up? We just have we have a buyer right now that waived the appraisal contingency, and it was like I think it was like around like almost half a million over. They're that's, they're risking their deposit, too. That's insane, dude. <laughs> so yeah. So anyways, so I was trying to, I was trying to stay in the Bay Area. I was, um, but I, it was time for me to buy a house. It was time for me to have some more space. I was tired of my fucking cars getting broken into in downtown San Francisco. <laughs> you don't want to and walk up to some syringes. Syringes, <laughs> human feces, 
I just wanted more space and I wanted a more quiet place. And I felt, you know, I have a dog and I always told myself that if I ever got a dog, I would need a yard. And I got a dog anyways and didn't have a yard and I started feeling bad. So now this school has the biggest yard in Midtown. <laughs> um, uh, but, um, so I just, you know, I spent, I spent some time out here because my sister-in-law was living out here last summer and, uh, I was just vibing with it, man. We were doing the river float. We were walking downtown. I I like the heat. I know a lot of people complain about the heat. I actually like the heat. Um, so I contacted Charles Velasco to get me out of the house. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me help you, man. And I hope yeah. Process. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, but um, like, also, it's like, what was like, do you feel like I don't know if it's just me? Do you feel like the vibe in Sacramento right now is kind of what it was in San Francisco in the Bay Area from 2012 to 2016? It kind of feels that way. I need to really get a, a little more rooted into it. Um, yeah. You know, I've contacted every nightclub in Sacramento, and only a couple people have been taking meetings. So it do, it does feel it feels young. It feels fun and. Uh, it feels like there, there's room to make it, for lack of a better term, more cool, I guess. Um, I hope that doesn't get me in trouble. But, like, you know, like, bringing bigger shows, bigger headliners. Bigger you know, concerts, just, yeah. I mean, yeah, just bigger concepts in general, you know. Like, I just, there's space out here, and, and people need something to do. Yeah. So, it, it, feels, it feels nice out here. Especially yeah. in Midtown, I I'm really glad that I I chose to move here. It's yeah, it's nice, and, man. And you're away enough from everything where it doesn't bother you. You know, like you could still get there though. And then oh yeah, yeah. And then what, for uh, another question for you is like, when everything opens up and everyone sees what Carrie Cop with 15 Utah could do for Sacramento, like how are you gonna be making life better in Sacramento? Like, what do you want to be doing to help Sacramento life be better? Uh, I'd like to bring more more culture in terms of of music and 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 party culture. You know, it's something that I've learned to to kind of, especially during this pandemic stuff. It's like what I've come to realize: all, all my DJ homies are streaming on Twitch, right? Like everybody is streaming their DJ sets on Twitch, like it's the club. And I've tried to like sit and watch and, and be entertained by it. But what I've come to realize is that like when I'm in a nightclub or at a party, I'm not actually as much as I am there for the music. What I really thrive on is kind of like the anarchy of a party, you know, like the, the just the complete sheer crazy shit that happens at a party, especially hyper crazy parties like that's kind of what I thrive on. So I'm looking forward to bringing that sort of energy to Sacramento because yeah. the music is here. There's plenty of great DJs, pr plenty of great local DJs. Um, but we, I just want to bring some sheer fucking craziness, you know, like that's what I, that's really what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like, honestly, like a lot of people are like, like the big thing about that is that that energy that I had in San Francisco yeah. maybe the person I am today because like sure. I'm totally fucking calm you know like 
yeah. lot of people have to have that phase to reach their highest and best self because I feel like that's honestly true like I know a lot of people that like ne never got to really enjoy themselves and I feel like they didn't get that out of their system and they're kind of like just that like okay with being okay but then like once you've had a good time you're like you know what I need another outlet let me make it my career let me make it being making the world a better place you know like yeah and, and that's what I've realized that like I feel like we do need that here in Sacramento yeah I mean I, I mean and it could very well exist once everything opens back up I, I you know I just haven't really been out I haven't been out here enough to like really know the vibe per se but <laughs> I'm I'm you know I'm ready to 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 create some sort of party culture out here you know it's yeah. it feels like it's especially with everybody that's moving here with the people that are here plus the weather here you the know it's like for, like day phase. it's perfect it's like in San Francisco you you could really wing it sometimes you'd be like for instance that snake hips party I did had to get uh had to get rebooked a different day because of the rain like that shit won't really happen here during the summer Oh, and people here are hungry for a good time. Like, literally hungry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, by the time it's good, then you, everything will be really popping. So, uh, what So what did you think about uh, Sacramento? We're almost done. Uh, we have, about, like, two last questions. No what worries. Did, what did you think about Sacramento five or ten years ago compared to now? Uh, dude, you know what, man? Five or ten years ago, I don't... I, can't even tell you dude it wasn't sacramento wasn't even really on my radar on bro. yeah it, was it wasn't even it wasn't even on my radar i don't know if it was trash or not i just didn't i didn't really know anybody here i didn't really have a reason to come here um i like i think the one time that the first time i came to sacramento maybe was like maybe five years ago and it was like on a super random first date that got turned into like a weird like fueled couple night jaunt in Sacramento it was really weird I was hanging out with a bunch of weird people <laughs> I think I went to like the bar where like the, the mermaid swims or what it, you know what's that oh, isn't there like a is is that the name of it it's yeah, named it's dive bar yeah yeah I went there I, I think the girl I was dating had a had a had a gig there so I was like, yeah, I'll go. And it was supposed to be like, all right, we're going to go. And then we're going to drive back home. And it turned into like this really crazy two nights in Sacramento. But other than that, man, I don't know, dude. I don't, I, I, I couldn't tell you what it was like or what I thought it was like before that. Cause I had never really. Where you too much. Yeah. I just never been dude. You oh, know, yeah. I just never, I just never yeah. been. And even when I was going to the university of San Francisco from 2012, to 2016, I told myself yeah. I am never moving back to Sacramento. <laughs> but yeah. I, I came but back. Here you are, dude. Here you I like I like it here because it's like, man, you could live like a normal lifestyle. Like yeah. in the suburbs, kicking it, hanging out with your dog. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice, bro. I just, nice, bro. I just... <laughs> the downtown's right there, dude. 
it's dude you know what i went to home depot and bought a new hose today and i was like that feels good bro you know that feels <laughs> good. that's some good shit right I'm like, oh, that's some good i bought a nice new fucking hose for my big ass yard dog like you know that's that's the type of shit i need in my life right now i'm over trying to dodge human shit needles in downtown <laughs> san francisco bro i'm over it bro yeah and like, that's what's nice because you could have but like what's nice about sacramento is you're close to a lot of things so if you want to do like you hop on a flight, you go downtown, yeah. midtown, yeah. you go to so many different areas, and you could go to San Francisco. So how how far is San Francisco for you from there? So the fastest I've made it is an hour and five minutes, which That's which nice. is it's really fast. It's really fast. But I say like on average, I, I get back and forth in an hour and twenty minutes. That's not like bad, if, yeah for these so for these brunch gigs that i've been doing at the phoenix it's like they end at five and i'll be leaving at six and i'm back here by 7 20 well that's not bad it's not it's not bad at all dude it's not and bad you at water, all. and you can water your lawn after that yeah that's what i do <laughs> dude i come out here and i like water my lawn and it's still warm out and i'm like this is great but <laughs> yeah and then I have a, one last question before we take off. So yep. when you die, how do you want people to remember you in Sacramento? Dude, that's, uh, that's, it's a deep uh, question, but I know it's like, like when you die, like what do you want people to remember you as? Like, I forgot okay. that. I forgot you were going to ask me this question. Um, when I die, <laughs> like if I die in Sacramento or like. No, I'm just saying like when you die, like when you're like say 90 or 100 years old. And like you already did, like lived in Sacramento, you did what you did, you made Sacramento a better place. Like when you die, like how do you want people to remember you? Um, because even if I, we get one viewer on this, they're gonna listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you're a fucking hustler, Charles. Um, I guess that I would say, um, you know, that guy provided a good time for a lot of people in Sacramento. Like yeah. he, he brought out a lot of big name talent and threw a lot of ravey ass parties. And maybe some of it was illegal, but it's all good. Like, you know, like some, you know, I, I just want, I just want to be responsible for like a little bit of anarchy is all just like yeah. a little bit. I'm not really trying to like break crazy. the law, break the law, but I might be trying to break the law a little bit, Yeah, but like in the name of fun, you know what I'm saying? Like, not. Yeah, and it's like a lot of people went through a lot of stuff during the pandemic and being shut down and not being able to see their friends and family. So when you provide these events for people, post that, you know what I'm saying? You're creating better days ahead for everyone. Yeah, give give yeah. give people a reason they want to come out and have a good time and and, and a safe time a, a, where people can feel safe, even yeah. though I do want like a little bit of anarchy. But, uh, yeah. Well, all right, Carrie. Well, I just want to say thank you for joining us on the Life in Sacramento podcast, episode one. Carrie uh, Cobb, founder of 15 Utah. So once he throws his uh, huge events, let's sell out every event that he has. Carrie, uh, you got my word. I'm going to push your event like crazy on all my platforms, make sure everyone knows about it. Let's sell it out once it's, uh, once it's good to go. And then, yeah, I look forward to... Uh, talking with you more, Carrie, and uh, we'll freaking party soon. All right. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Charles, I appreciate you, man. All right, you guys have a good one. Cool. Thank talk you. to you soon. Bye. Yep.